Welcome to another fresh edition of the Nollywood Dealmakers, where we discuss Nigeria is film business, film and business, and all it is value change. My name is Musa Sumsi Ahmed, and I am your host. Film and TV in Nigeria is getting serious, and it's getting interested with the light productions coming out and the, high, the number of uh, uh, attention, global attention these movies have and also the impact story and the product of the Nigeria is film and TV industry non-root is gathering, is really interesting. And one of the uh, amazing is uh, the partnerships that are, that are always forging in the industry, be it locally, be it internationally, and with stakeholders and on the business side, be it with financiers, with expertise and ideas and knowledge, uh, which brightest of people uh, is really beautiful. And to discuss a topic of uh, the importance and uh, why uh, partnerships and co-productions partnerships is very important for the Nigeria film and TV industry. Uh, give us uh, one an expert and also an insider to give us uh, an insight and also guide us, give us guide on the, the value why we should collaboration first locally before we even come internationally. And to do justice to this topic, we invite no other than anybody but uh, Mr. James Amuta. James Amuta is, is a film director and also a, a producer who have already met his uh, I call him a veteran and also uh, an elite uh, film director and producer in the Nigeria's film and TV industry. Uh, yeah, hello. Hi. How are you doing? Um, where do I start from? I think if, if we're going to talk about production, we must first of all um, delineate between um, establish the differences, the core differences between film as we know of. Uh, um, film, as we know, is a collaborative effort. So there's a lot of collaboration when you want to make a film. You have to collaborate to make a film. You have to collaborate with your DP, with your gaffer, with with your editors, with your sound designer. You have to collaborate with um, your distributors, everybody, right? Now, that's collaboration. That's just the nature of film. Different people with different visions, mindsets, um, skills, expertise, ideologies, philosophies come together to interpret um, the director's vision and then also to, you know, to, to make this project happen. On the other hand, co-production is when two, two entities come together you know, two producers or two production companies or two studios or two two film entities come together to say, you know what, two or more, right? But let's start with two. When they come together to say, okay, we have this vision. Let's work on this and then let's make this project together. 
now um it's like a marriage it becomes a marriage right and when these two parties come together to make this 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 project it's like a marriage um and one would expect that you know um each partner comes with equity you know everybody contributes the same ideally that's the case uh, especially with international co-productions the roles are, cl are clearly defined um uh, this is what you're bringing to the table this is what i'm bringing to the table this is how we're doing it no no one is more important than the other oh you're bringing the creative idea you're implementing this oh i'm bringing the money the none is no one is more important than the other you know everybody does what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it, right? That's the ideal scenario. And, um, but most times it's not the case, just like in any marriage, when two people take a vow, oh, we intend to do this, till death do us part and all that. And then in a few months or a few years, you know, uh, they're going their separate ways. Divorce is calling because you find out that one person is not living up to the vows that they made. So before you start thinking about co-productions, you have to understand the realities of going into such a venture. And then to make it a lot more complicated in Nigeria, right? You have to navigate through the politics. And then globally, the people with the money automatically believe that, oh yeah, um, we, we are the alpha and the omega, you know, everything answers to money. So the guy with the idea hmm, has to take um, a backseat. So it, it gets, other than that, it also gets very political. There's jealousy, there's envy, there's, um, there's um, people not coming with, um, with fairness to the table, people who are not as committed as you may want them to be to the project. People who have their own selfish agendas around the project. People who don't even have the interest, the best interest of the project at heart. For them, it's basically about the money. Or to brag amongst their friends at tea parties and say, oh, okay, I made this film. I made that film. You know, so they don't even understand the film business. They don't care to understand the film business. They don't understand and or care to understand what goes into making a good film. To them, they just want their name there, that, oh, we made this film. So you, you get to deal with all sorts of different sorts, right? So before you, you jump into bed with another production company to co-produce a film, you have to make sure that your ideology, ideologies align, your philosophies align, your personalities align. Or you 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 understand the and share the collective vision. If not, you're going to run into very serious problems. You know, very very serious problems and 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 all that. But on 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 the flip side, international co-productions are great, they're amazing, they're beautiful, right? Because somehow, <laughs> somehow, everything is better defined. You know what you're bringing to the table. They know what they're bringing to the table. And everybody walks towards, you know, making this project happen, right? 
Um, nobody's putting in more effort than the other person. Though sometimes it still happens, right? But um, but yeah, that's you know, be it locally, be it internationally, the same principles occur. The same principles apply, and the same um, you, you you might meet the same challenges. So you have a lot of betting. It's like it's actually like betting your spouse before you actually go into any co-production. It's like you have to do thorough. You 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 have to understand what you're getting yourself into, because if you don't understand what you're getting yourself into, you will be frustrated. But that's actually the future of the industry when you you work with competent. Um, um, studios and production companies and producers collaborate with them, co-produce a film with them, and you guys share the same ideology, the same the same vision for the project. It's the most amazing thing. It's the most amazing thing ever because it's 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 like how they say two heads are better than one. You become a force to 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 work on with one might be. Um, sometimes the create one one party might be oh we can create this thing we can we can make the film then the other party is represents the business side oh it's fine once you've created this film we can market this film we understand what it what it takes what it means to promote the film you know we can source for funding and promote this film and make this film viable so while one person is focusing on on, on, on the maths and economics and um and the the, 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 the the money matters the other person is focusing on the creative you know and ideally that's that's the that's the most beautiful um co-production um arrangements you can have you know there are so many of them so sometimes it could be technical support with creative support you know so whatever it is, one party must strengthen the other party. It's like take your strengths, look, um, go into yourself, have a an introspective um look into your abilities and say, ah, wait, hold on, I'm not very technical. I don't know anything about gear and all that. So I need a co-producer. I need a co-production um um company. I need a production company to co-produce this film people who know technical, who know the whole um, um, technical shebang. And then and then you when you merge it with yours, your strength, they know the technical, but they don't know the creative side of it. They know a little, but that's not their strength. So you combine your strengths and then make the picture. But again, it, it, it begins to fall apart when um, you have two parties and you know and and yeah you know yeah yeah you know but but i think that's 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 the way to go me personally i believe film is a universal language and i've been a champion an advocate and a champion for expanding the scope and scale of the kind of films that we make you know so because one in ten um one out of every ten black men, men black men in um 
in the world is a Nigerian. So the, the Nigerian story spreads across across the globe. So yeah, so it's 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 our time. We can actually go anywhere. We can have co-productions with Russia, Pakistan, India, Canada, America, um, the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago, Egypt, Morocco. You know, we can we can actually collaborate, you know, co-produce films with any of these nations. And we'll still be able to tell a very um, a universally relevant story with um, 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 global, with um, themes that can resonate globally. Yeah, James, you have you have said a lot, and uh, your your own your own journey was was really kind of different. And for many people who have grown up in the system really said a lot like you have failed use and uh, for listeners viewers who want to just today they are aspiring filmmakers and you will want to follow your footsteps uh, please before we uh, dive in and understand as you elaborate and make an introduction in co-production and uh, partnerships James, tell us tell us about your your journey so far. What takes you into the? How do you get yourself into the Nigerian film and TV industry, and uh, the kind of films and who uh, is unique in the sense that they are always telling a different storyline, and you introduce so many things. Since from the one that you just boom, you we start seeing your stuff. Do your the things that we really lose you much is documentary. But tell us how do you get yourself into the industry and how do you find the art of uh, co-production uh, relevant in the industry? Because we got to know more about your rapports with the media, Mugu, Muabdu. And even the likes of uh, Kenneth Gaya and Hayude Cousin are all people like you see, like we cherish your art and your creative treatments. Tell us uh, your journey. How do you find yourself? Well, um, I, I'm not going uh, uh, to pretend I really don't understand the question, but I'm going to attempt to respond to the best of my ability based on what I understand your question to be. Because um, in one hand, you're talking about my journey and then you're talking about documentary films and stuff. Um, it's, it's not quite true that, yes, I'm more known for my documentary films. Uh, that's, 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 not, um, that's, that's not quite um, the case. It's not a correct assessment at all. Um, um, filmmakers like James Cameron, um, Scorsese, and, and um, James Cameron, Scorsese, and some other 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 notable filmmakers have made very compelling documentaries. Also, um, I, I I've I've always been fascinated with um, storytelling. You know, so you get seven stories and you tell yourself this. You know, working with um, Making this a documentary film will be more powerful. It will give you more, to give you room to properly explore 
this 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 subject and then as opposed to narrative fiction where you can you know reenact and you know you know tell the story in a different way so i i i do both i there's nothing stopping anybody from being able to make um any type of film you want to make you know so when you when you ask about my journey, my journey is long. It's been it's, it's long. I started quite. Um, I I didn't just jump into, um, Nollywood to start making films. I've been I've been around for a while. It's been, well, I actually started with stage plays. You know, I started writing stage plays way from when I was in high school, and then continued through my university days writing stage plays, producing and directing those stage plays, and then staging them in, in secondary schools and charging money for it, you know. So so that's how we started. <clears throat> that's how we started, then went on to write, to pen a few radio drama, um, radio plays, and then continued with poetry, and then wrote a lot of TV before landing in film. You know, and landing in film was more of was of a necessity. There, you know, like um, I have a few friends of mine who also consider themselves cinephiles. You know, people who work in other sectors in in, in TV, uh, they make music videos, they film commercials, and and you know, they they work for they work as stringers for international um, 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 broadcast organizations and all that. So they understand what, uh, you know, filmmaking is. But they walk outside of the nomenclature called Nollywood, you know. And people like that often sit back and critique Nollywood, uh, including myself. We look at it and, oh, no. Oh, we can do better. Oh, this is not nice. This is this. This is that. Then for me, I just said, you know what? Mm -mm. So instead of just always complaining about what's not good about what people are doing in Hollywood, why don't you come in and actually see for yourself and see how you can contribute to making this better? And then it's easier said than done because when when you're outside you see the industry very differently. It's easy for you to just assume that, oh, I can make a better film. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do that. But by the time you come into the industry, you quickly discover that it's not easy at all. It's not easy that these filmmakers get to work with, work under conditions that even the, the most brilliant filmmakers in the world will struggle to make something half as decent as what these people manage to do. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. Then you begin to understand that, oh, see, it's not that these guys are not brilliant. It's not that they're not talented. It's not like they're not imaginative or creative. It's just that the conditions they have to work under, is a very terrible conditions. You know, the resources at their disposal, very limited. The knowledge gap, very wide. And all that, and and yet they they persevere. So that's how I started. I came in. I'm like, you know what? Let's stop criticizing. Let's try and do. So 
where you think you're better, where you think you have, um, you you can contribute to better storytelling, to better ways of uh, making films and stuff, then go there. You know, I quickly realized that, especially considering my background and passion for documentary filmmaking, that I'm attracted to certain subjects, you know, like high concept dramas, um, um, socially conscious drama that, um, yeah, that, that requires some some level of physical or mental, you know, um, uh, what's the word of mine? Something that's both physically and mentally stimulating, you know, and, and then, yeah, I, I, I stuck with it. I'm, I'm like, I ask myself, so where, where would people naturally not want to go? Ah, they don't want to talk about this. Okay, that's what I want to talk about and stuff like that. And it's been and it's been good. And then there's this constant need. First of all, you want to survive in the film industry. Never compare yourself to anybody, home or abroad. Never compare yourself to anybody. Just be an authentic version of yourself and always try to do better than you did the last time. Right? So that way. You wake up and you ask yourself, so what, what's next? I can't I can't live on the glory of my past work. I have to do better. I have to do something much more, much more compelling, engaging, something that 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 will that will um out, outshine something that will outshine or outclass my last work. So that that has been my mantra. It's always okay, go big or go home. Um, I'm always thinking, all right, okay, fine, you've done this, okay, what's the next challenge? Where? What's, what's... So when you see these films, you get the impression, okay, this must have been mentally or physically daunting to undertake. You know, it's not, um, you know, it's not just something, you know, you just wake up and say, oh, you do. So I like that. Like I like things like that. And also at this point in my career, I'm like thinking, I like drama. I love drama. Don't get me wrong, but I'm 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 also trying to get people to understand that, in as much as we we focus on drama, let's also explore genre filmmaking, right? Let's explore making horror films, action films, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, adventure. Let's let's also consider that in as much as film. Um, um, is the cinematic arts that um, we have to treat film as an art. Let's also not forget that we also have to treat film as entertainment, that we need to provide some sort of entertainment for the people who consume our products. That's one edge that Nollywood, South Korea, and even Bollywood has over us at the moment, because when when you see a good film from Nollywood, right? Great film. It's it's drama. It's it's about the human condition. It's beautiful. It's very artistic, you know, almost at house. So we get those kind of films into film festivals, glorious film festivals. We win all the um um laurels, we, we gather all the laurels, win all the awards. But then when it comes to the global economics of it all, you know, 
you have to take your box office numbers into consideration. And so far, about 90% of our film, more than 90% of our films only get distributed theatrically within Africa. So we have a lot of regions that we're leaving money on the table. So, but these films, no matter how how um, artistic they are, no matter how beautifully how beautiful they are as works of art, it's hard for them to translate into commercial viability, into eyeballs at the box office in other territories outside of Nigeria. So you, you, you come again, take for instance, our highest grossing films from Nigeria. They also have received wide theatrical release only in Africa. And we're not able to get wide theatrical release in, in other territories, in Europe, in America, and co. I know some of you will say, oh, but this film um, released in the cinemas in the US or oh, released there. I, I'm quick to tell people, see, listen, I, I, can, I can take any film and release it anywhere, right? It's about the numbers, right? Are you able to do at least 300 cinemas worldwide? At least. You know, let's not even talk about 1,500. Let's not talk about 6,000, you know? So until we start striving to push these numbers, not just, oh, uh, but we have um, our streaming platforms. We can just put the films there and they watch. Yeah, that's a different ballgame. That's that's different. It takes our films to universal audiences. But in the long run, if we really want um, the world and especially other industries, other territories, other markets to see us as not just um, an industry that turns out films, well, we we'll make two thousand five hundred films every every year. That's that's just our claim for being the second biggest film producing nation in the world, just by the sheer number of films we make, not by the quality, not by the box office revenue, not by the, the, the acceptance, not by the market penetration, just by the number of films that we produce. You know, so if we if we wanna if we want people to start to to start respecting this industry, when you look at um um, South Korea, for instance, they're not in the top three highest um, um, film producing um, nations in the world, right? Nollywood is there, but when you look at South Korea, the value of their of their content is 10, 20, 30 times more than the value of our content. Why is that? Because they've been able to make create a mainstream commercial appeal for their content. Not just, oh yes, it's on Netflix and watch it. No, you know, they've been able to cross over. The same thing the Chinese did in the 80s and 90s with the Kung Fu films, with the Kung Fu movies and all that. And it became a thing globally. You know, these films were able to tour, um, tour um, what's it called, um, um, theaters. You know, and then when you also look at our population, 200 and something million people. So when we buy, when we buy or consume any product, it registers, it ticks. 
But we want to be able to see that spread. And I think co-productions will help us tick those numbers. Because what co-productions will help us do is help us improve our production values. You know, get more cultural exchange, um, skills exchange, upgrade our skills, upgrade um, our access to technology, upgrade our access to best practices, you know, and then finally have access to a new market, a new territory, where we can actually have physical presence, not just online presence, you know. So it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's something that I'm very passionate about, you know, because most of the films that I've written recently, uh, for instance, Mountain Man is set on the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, you know, so the border of Kenya and Tanzania. And, you know, I've been passionate, I'm very passionate about this film. And I'm like, you know, why, why Tanzania? I'm like, oh, listen, you know, this is, this is Africa's tallest mountain. It's very symbolic to Africans, right? And, and it's very symbolic to every black man, Mount Kilimanjaro. Songs have been sung about um, people, great, great musicians, made songs or um, celebrating Mount Kilimanjaro. Mount Kilimanjaro, everybody knows it. It's one of the highest, uh, tallest mountains in the world. You know, so setting a film there, you know, think about it subconsciously. There's, there's something Pan-African about the film immediately and stuff. Because the kind of films that I'm trying to encourage people to make, in as much as we want to make those art house films, Let's go back to the 1980s, 81, 82. It, I think The Gods Must Be Crazy was released in 1981 or 1980, right? And this film grossed $200 US dollars on a budget of less than $2 million. Um, you, can, you, can, you can Google those facts yourself later. The Gods Must Be Crazy. This is a South African film. Um, some people will still remember the film, the film about the Bushman, you know, the Coke bottle fell from heaven, from the skies, and caused trouble in the village. You know, it was, it was hilarious. It was, it was absolutely hilarious. You know, the gods must be crazy. I think every filmmaker from Africa should go back and watch that film and ask themselves, so wait, hold on, why was this film so commercially successful at that time? And it's from Africa, you know. You know, did it make all that money from just Africa, or did it make that money from the world? That's its world um, its, um, global box office for two hundred million US dollars. You know. So, what are we talking about? And here we are in Nigeria at the forefront of of our our creative boom. You know, everybody, people love Nollywood. Anywhere you go in the world, people are absolutely obsessed with Nollywood. I was in the Caribbean recently, and then they love Nollywood. Absolutely adore Nollywood. And then in the UK, the same thing, right? So how do we um, transform this, this adoration into box office numbers? We have to make a film. We have to start making films that can resonate with people in this market, that 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 provide um, universal art, 
entertainment without losing its artistic merits and stuff. You know, so if you look at the Gospels of Christ, it's not just a crazy um, um, comedy. You know, it has this art in the gods must be crazy. I know a lot of people will knock me for saying this, but there's art in the gods must be crazy. You you have to be an artist to make a film like that. There's beauty in it. You know, by the time you you start unraveling the gods must be crazy, then you begin to see the subtext and the layers. You begin to see that it's not just a callous comedy. It's 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 actually um um. Uh, what, 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 what am I? What am I going to call it? It's, it's a film that examines modern society, te how technology and modernity has robbed man of man's own self identity and and um, and oneness with 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 nature, with his maker. Watch it, and then you begin to understand. So why can't we make films like that anymore? Um, what's his name? Um, Mr. Bones, um, um, Leon Sh um, Shuster, right? Was another famous, um, um, or is another famous African filmmaker who made some very good films in the nineties that, that that crossed over. Mr. Bones, I remember people still remember Mr. Bones and all that, you know. So, so yeah, I think. The time has come for us to start thinking consciously. Start saying, okay, so why can't we do this? Oh, now, uh, Wakanda forever. Why can't we have like a co-production with Marvel? Sounds bizarre. Sounds, it sounds bizarre. Don't shoot me first. Don't shoot me first. But it's possible. Think, think, think about it. It's possible, right? This is Marvel. They, they they like they already have these amazing characters and stuff and then think just imagine pitch them something we have um we have um Shongo, who is basically talk right and we have we have all these characters that we can draw para parallels right think of something and, and make give them a pitch and then you could have a co-production cool between some nigerian production companies and Marvel. To tell um, an African version of um, oh, or something. I, I don't know. You know, we can have um, a co-production. If you look at if you look at the South Africans, they're quite clever. You look at the guys from the Dominican Republic; they're quite clever. You know, you look at the British guys; they're quite clever. They have studios that offer these Hollywood producers a co-production treaty, so that okay. Come and film, come and make this film in our country, right? So you use our location, you use some of our actors, and then let's make this film together. Right? Why, why, why do you think it's such a big deal for, for cities and countries to want film productions to come to their country? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So skills are passing back and forth, you know. So we need to we need to start thinking beyond just oh um uh, uh, we, we want something that Nigerians will understand and and like reality check if you look at the numbers the ratio of consumption at the Nigerian box office now is seventy percent to to Hollywood and about thirty percent to 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 Nollywood 
So there is viewer apathy currently in the cinemas in Nigeria. So your big budget blockbusters, right? The Nigerians still think that, you know, if I come to the cinemas, I want to be entertained. I want some spectacle. I want something different. I want something, uh, I want value for my money. They'll tell you no problem. We love your film, so we love it. We'll watch it on YouTube or we'll wait for it for, or when it comes on Netflix or Amazon. But they'll go and watch the big budget spectacles. Why? You know, so since we've established that that's what they like, why can't we do some of these big budget spectacles with, with as, 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 as a co-production with some of these with some of these um, 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 production companies. We, we don't have the money. Uh, we cannot match them money for money. Uh, where, do, where are we going to find 200 million, 150 million, 100 million US dollars to make film? But there's value that we can bring to the table that gets us on that table. So what I'm saying is we have to start thinking outside the box to find where we have value. Right? Have to start thinking about it. Start thinking it's not just Hollywood. There's South Korea. There's India. There's the Caribbean. All these industries. They're open to co-production deals. Right? If you go to TIFF, um, I've received several invitations from, from um, production companies based in Canada to have a sit down and talk about and potential um, co-productions is a thing. You know, we have the numbers here. We have the followers here. You know, if they have the technology and the money, we bring the idea and bring, you know, our own, because there's something about us. I, I, I've not seen an industry that can make a film in 15 days or 30 days, and it will still be a little bit decent. Ah, it's only Nollywood. Ah, it's only Nollywood. And and now we have people with the skills, with the expertise to actually, you know, we can, we can go there, small, small. We're almost there, right? So, but we just, we need to challenge ourselves some more. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing to be boastful about or be prideful about being, oh, I'm the fastest guy in Nigeria, you know, I'm the best. No, because go where you're the slowest. When you actually run with people who are way faster than you, you will actually beat your own record time. You become faster. It's crazy. But if you run with people who are slower than you, you become slow. Despite the fact that you keep, you keep winning the race, but you'll be slow in the long run. But if you run with people who are faster than you, despite the fact that you're still behind, you still come in last every time. But if you check your time, your your track time, your track time has, impro has improved tremendously because you're running with people who are better than you, you know? So I'm not saying that they are better than us or anything, but I'm saying that we need to step outside of our comfort zone. Film is already a very highly political, very stressful, high-pressure environment, right? So, but we've chosen to do this job. We've signed up for it. So we're not normal. We can't be normal anymore, right? So 
let's 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 take on much more stress. I I I know sometimes I check my BP and I'm like, whoa, ah, how come I'm still alive? Sometimes I've seen I've seen my BP go to about a hundred over a hundred um um a hundred and seventy over a hundred and and twelve or something. Smart. I've had I've I've, I've had them. Um, I've had actors and myself and crew members tested on set. I do that on every on every production I work on. It's regular testing. And then you see people who their blood pressure, their BP is off the chains. I battled for several months with, with this. And I'm like, it's so stressful, but like I don't feel it. So if we already committed to busting a blood vessel, let's let's multiply it by 10. Let's go for the bigger one. Instead of um, trying to to bust a, a blood vessel when you're trying to 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 crack granite, why don't you bust the blood vessel when you're trying to crack the granite? You know, it's, 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 that's that's it. I think, yeah. Yes, the needs for such kind of international co collaboration maybe from production and uh, exchange of ideas and a lot more. All this is possible, but how we have a, uh, a scarcity of management experts, people that, that have uh, management, business development and management expertise in the industry, because you can rarely find a production house in Nigeria that even in, on a retainer or a resident in-house uh, lawyer, accountant, business developer, uh, and lots more of expertise, expert like that, negotiators, people who close deals. Highly find them in the industry. You're talking to the ones you've been looking at. It's not we're not we're not the mushroom industry like like that anymore. There are big, there are bona fide studios in Nigeria. We're not talking about small children uh, 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 production outfits. You know, you, you, you're talking like you don't know where bona fide studios. Bona fide studios is one studios in Africa. They have all these things that I've mentioned. An an events place attached to the brand. They they they've been doing international co-productions. Forever, so let's not let's not let's not um let's not get it twisted that oh no we don't have this in Nigeria management business. What are you talking about? Like we have smart people here in Nigeria. What are you what are you talking about? We have big studios, um, Bolalos and Peters, uh, BAP Productions. Go there. There are structures. There are people who are putting down structures. Um, 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 Ant Hill is putting down structures. One is putting down structures. Um, ink bloods that putting down that putting down structures. There are people like who are investing heavily in in putting down these structures, production infrastructure. You know we have Blink Studios, one of the biggest um, um, post production facilities in in Sub-Saharan Africa, operating here in Nigeria, run by Nigerians. With, with multiple branches, right? We have um, 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 Dr. Bayer Debitu Studio, 
you know, the, the, has one of the biggest sound, um, the, 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 the only Dolby Atmos compliant studio in Sub-Saharan Africa, here in Lekki, Lagos, and stuff like that. These are people who have structures. Before you go into, into such a collaboration or partnership with Dolby, you must know what you're doing. It's here. So let's, uh, then you talk about rental, rental companies. What the hell are you talking about? Clink Studios is there. Um, um, Next Thought is there. Um, um, what, what's it? Um, Abazi Productions, they're there. Every day you have um, um, representatives from ARI coming in, from Sony coming in. We have, we have people, but we, we tend to think that um, Nigeria, when we talk about Nollywood, we're still talking about the era of when you have three people with one DSLR camera on the street and uh, action, action, and, and you're the, oh no, come on, brah, no, nah. no, don't do that about, we have, we have, we have people, we have people. The thing that is, um, that, um, and, 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 and it's quite commendable that all these things, these people built all these things from driven by the private sector, you know? So I think it's not about, um, Nigerians are rich. We have investors in Nigeria. We have people with money. There's money in Nigeria, right? There are people looking for where to put money into. The thing is not about having business development managers and stuff like that. How did we get to transform Afrobeats into a global phenomenon? How? You know? So those ones, did they, did they go to Harvard? Did we go to Harvard to hire all the 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 business management graduates there and bring them here to start drawing charts and stuff like that. These were people in the system who upgraded their knowledge. A lot of them, a few of them, took courses in Harvard, read a lot of books, trained themselves, and became part of this movement, pushed it. People like Obi Asika have been pushing music for a long time. Um, how do make or um, Don Jazzy and the rest of them. You know, there are people behind the scenes walking. These are Sequoia. These are people who started as AML um, people. And now they've, they've, they've built structures to support this um, huge industry, right? So the thing that I'm saying is when the idea manifests, when the idea comes to the table, then you see the funds to match those ideas. So nobody's gonna come and say, uh, "Oh yeah, come and take, come and take the money to go and pursue your co-production with Marvel." You have to come with a with proper idea, working idea, working plan. To go, oh yeah, that this is feasible, and then you start pursuing it, you start making it work. You know, you can't. You can't make things, you can't change anything or do anything if we just sit down and, and keep thinking about, oh, we make our film, send it to the streaming platforms, just go to the cinemas, yeah. And we're not going out, we're not connecting with the rest of the world and, and interacting with other filmmakers from all over the world. You know, so bro, it's not it's not about you know, there's no excuses. We have entertainment lawyers, we have lawyers who work who are embedded with these production companies. We have accountants. What are you talking about? We don't have accountants and have business development managers and 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 lawyers and all these ones and 
what, what are you talking about? What, have you even asked yourself, the people that manage, the people at the head of some of these studios, do you have you bothered to check their credentials? Is it uh, is it somebody like Mwaburu who used to run HR for um, for for major global companies that that that's not competent competent enough to run a, a world class studio? What are you talking about? Or is it Balalosi Peters who who's a, a lawyer for the United Nations that cannot run a a, a proper production studio? Ah oh, no, we've passed that level. We have. We have people who have invested so heavily in film production in Nigeria, and we must we must give them we must give them their due credit. We must give them their due credit. They have positioned, they have sacrificed to put this thing here. So now it is our responsibility, you know. To have a chat with these people too, and then and then see. Okay, we've come here. All right, let's not stay here too long. Let's let's go here. You know. So that's just all we're saying. You know. I think we can we can go higher. We can keep going higher. You know. But yeah, there's there are risks to consider, and you know, my Nigerian people, when we think about it, ah, um, Let's let's manage the one that we know. Let's just say uh, we're fine here for now. Uh, we'll, we'll manage them. Let's be getting the small, small ones. Uh, pull up on nine bad pass, you know. And then before you know it, 10 years we're here, we're taking this one. But if we think about it, then hmm, we can we can actually go out there and and dare, you know. It's not every time you're gonna win, but at least. Be able to tell yourself that you tried. Tried. There's you ask one question, or I think you asked, how, how, how did you get into the industry? Or how do you get into the industry? There's no gates. So how are you getting into somewhere that has no gate? How do you want to get how do you get into the industry? When young people ask me this question, I just I'm like, I don't understand what's wrong with you people. You guys are born in a time where you have mobile phones, internet, the entire library, the world in your pocket, at your fingertips. When I started writing, I used to type, you know, on um, typewriter and then bind and send to London for them to, to read. Now, with this thing, you ah, not just type, you can make films these phones now can shoot films, you know? And you're still telling me, how do you get into the industry? What do you mean by, is there any gates? Who puts gates there? Who is asking you for visa? Is anybody asking you for any entry fee, get fee? Just be true to yourself, make something, make something. Do you know how many times people laughed at me when I was, I remember, Twelve, twelve thirteen or so, right? I remember when I was twelve thirteen or so. Yeah, I'll, I'll write, I'll write stuff and be like, I've written a novel. I'll track down publishers, and it's handwritten you know, on forty leaves exercise book. 
I'll track down publishers, take it to the office. 13-year-old boy, what, what do you expect to tell me that will make me feel bad? That I don't know how to write, that I'm written rubbish, that this is, this. I took all that. I kept improving. I didn't, did I believe that, uh, ah, no be too yet. My name is, I read a book, I'm like, ah, hmm, I can write this. I start writing it. Then I discover, I go, I present it, and I discover that they tell me, oh, no, this is not how to write it. This is what you need to do. This is what you need. I'm internalizing. And I'll go again. That's how I kept doing, you know, like that. You keep doing it. You, that's it. There's no, there's YouTube. Do you, do you want me to shock you? In fact, many filmmakers in in Nigeria right now who are big on the streaming platforms and are big in the cinemas and cool, they will tell you one truth, that the content creators that release their pro content on YouTube actually make more money than they do. They will tell you. When you look at how much you have to invest to get whatever you need to get out from the box office or from the, the, the streaming platforms, compared to what the YouTube guy just has to do. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, check, your, check your facts and figures. Um, I think YouTube published the figures of how much they paid their content creators all over Africa. And I, I think I saw a Nigerian there with about 3 million to 4 million US dollars payout. Go do your math, right? And there are other Nigerians like that. So, and one young filmmaker is telling me, how do I get into the industry? You have a bloody phone that you used to make that call. Just start recording anything. Trust me, even if it's 10 followers that you have, even if it's 10 followers that you have and start building from there, one of those people will connect you. One thing I like about myself is, is not talk. If And I actually like when reporters actually take time to do their research, not the ones that just go on Google and just take the first two lines and say, oh, this is James Amuta's profile and just start asking me questions without substance, right? I like reporters who go do the in-depth work. Go check. Because you can find you can find results on Google for me tracing back to 2001. You can you can tra track track me my digital footprint from 2001. If you go to my YouTube page and start tracking from those early days, you will see works. You see the evolution of my work. You see from the tests, from, oh, uh, hi, I just bought this camera. Uh, I want to test it out. You see those videos. So when you see those things, you won't be able to, you won't be asking the question of, oh, how did you get into the industry? How did you do this one? How did you do that one? If you combine it with the search on, in, on the internet, 2001, what was it doing? Oh, you see, oh, um, poetry published in the UK, this one, that one see poetry, written the stories, this, that. You begin to understand the trajectory that how to get into anywhere is by just showing up, putting out the work, 
just put out the work. But the problem right now is that I think the young people are so eager to make money. So it's money they put first. You first of all have to love what you're doing and just do it. I love it. I want to do it. I have a phone. Um, I, I have a phone. If I wasn't using this phone to make calls, I wouldn't be using it for anything. It has a camera. I might as well just use it uh, to just create some films. Call my friends. Put, put, put that your brain to work. It's not, you know, it's fine. Well, I, a lot of people think that a lot of people just come and say these things to them. No. If you bother to do your research, everything is online for you. You see that it's not hogwash that I'm talking about. You will find the trace yourself and track it and say, ah, so this is how this guy started. Oh, there was a the time he did a video with 2,000 naira, music video for 2,000 naira. Oh, this is the result. Oh, this is it. Ah, this one, that one. Kilo day. All right, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paris was not built in a day. Uh, really, your footprint is everywhere. You really, as I mentioned earlier, you have saved your views in the industry. Uh, and uh, I appreciate the way you enlightened us so much about the available resources we have in Nigeria. But one of one of one of the things the concern is. You, you are still you are still you are still mentioning the needs for driving uh, collaboration and partnership in the area of taking our content to global stage. How this manpower and resources that we have, the available resources we have, we currently have across all these production houses you mentioned, to be able to work together in making sure that we drive we drive collaboration. Uh, in making sure that our production is everywhere and is taken to the global uh, stage. I don't understand it. It's either I don't understand it or already covered it. It's yeah, you, you said much about it, about available resources. We have a concern whereby. Uh, we from that are mostly we, we we are within the industry, but we are not that in depth to know that in the available resources. Will what do you mean by available resources? The available resources are available, and the idea, guys, that we have available across board in Nigeria. What do you mean by available resources? Can you define what you mean by available resources? What are those available resources? Itemize them. The available are the talents, the talents and the skills people, the work, the the, the workmanship. We have I mentioned that uh Moabdu is a is a veteran HR that have paid her dues in the HR role. Bolale was a lawyer, uh like and other people that already do so much in the industry, professionally wise, get themselves fully committed in the film business. So I, I said, how these guys could be able to work together, in making sure that our distribution and the footprint and the 
Africa, beyond Africa, because you have a concern that our words, our words. You are not getting it. These people have already ensured that your works are out there. It's your turn to go and do yours, right? They've already done their bit. Moabudu has done, um, Ebony Life Films have done um, um, countless co-productions with Netflix. They've, they've given it back to back. This rejects Blood Sisters, which was co-production. These people have been doing your thing. Like, see, in as much as we talk about co-production, co-production, it doesn't mean that, like, if you have, you, you won't tell Marvel, okay, Marvel wants to make, um, um, Avengers, and you to co-produce Avengers with Sony. No, they have the wherewithal to make, to create the Avengers solo. So, but if you want Marvel, if, if you want to create Spider-Man, then you can get Marvel and and um, Sony to co-produce that film because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. So it's not that, oh, because we're now getting crazy about, oh, co-production, co-production. You're not beginning to do unnecessary co-production. Like, before co-production can occur, there's something that this other person has that I want to use. So if I have all that, why don't I, like, so, so that's it. You can't, you can't, when people, it, it is ideal in the ideal world when people find synergy. They can come together and collaborate and co-produce. But it's not like, oh, okay, for everything that we're going to create now will be a co-production. No. That's what I'm saying. If you think you can go at it alone, fine, go at it alone, right? But the emphasis here, and, and remember what I said before I even started talking about co-production, is the challenges, the realities around co-production. You need to understand those realities before you venture into it, right? So with that in mind, for international co-productions, you must bring something to the table. Then these people bring something to the table. So I've covered this thing. There's nothing, if we want to, it's just, it's just the idea. Think about it and go out and make this thing and, and manifest this thing. It's, there's no uh, available resources, available resources that's holding us back. No. There's no available resources that's holding us back. So if available resources are holding you back, then you know that, okay, I want to create a sci-fi spectacle. I don't have the resources to do that. That is why I need a co-production pact with a company, DreamWorks or Pixar, a company that understands, that, that has expertise in creating animated projects or animated fantasies like this and stuff. Then you collaborate with them. You're going to do a co-production with them to now retell your Shango story or something. That's it. So when you lack, when you think, oh, this is not, I don't have this, 
then you go out and look for who has that. So it's not available resources, available resources, available resources. The whole idea of co-production is to meet the other party with what you have in search of what he has that you don't have. And then you guys come together to make it work. I hope I've answered that. Yeah, you have answered <laughs> it. And even right. allow it. So to wrap up the show, Jim uh, Ramuta, uh, lastly, what are your message to, to the stakeholders, the industry at large, the government, the policymakers, and uh, and what, what are you seeing the future of Nollywood in five to ten years to come? Um, my, my message to stakeholders is we, we have a duty to keep dreaming bigger. Thank you so much. You've done quite amazing. You've done an amazing job for bringing this industry to where it is. Let's just understand that we have a legacy too to protect. We have to watch out for the for the ones, the industry we are leaving behind. We have to be considerate of the industry and the legacies we're leaving behind for the filmmakers that are coming after us. 